0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome back to Believe in Mavs. I'm Alexander Tisopoulos, alongside my co-host Wyatt Huskins. And look, Luka made some history last night. OT-dub against the Knicks. He hits a game-tying bucket with about 1.4 seconds left. Off Off of his own miss, he hits his... The opening free throw, uh, send him to the foul line, really savvy move by Tom Thibodeau, hits the opening free throw down to, fires it off the backboard, hits the front rim, bounces around, catches his own shot, and then has a delightful little dance after he after he makes that shot. I mean, that has already been gift and jift, I guess, whatever you call it, um, and memed, and that's going to be recurring throughout the the NBA uh, media and Twitter for, through the rest of the season, I imagine. But now he's the front runner for MVP on most odds making sites. Definitely on Bet Online, which is our sponsor for this show. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Fifty percent off your welcome bonus. What do you think about this, Wyatt? We're now nineteen and sixteen. We're the sixth team in the Western Conference. We've won four games in a row. We won, uh, you know, a, a nice performance from Christian Wood. I would say, arguably the best of his NBA career against the Lakers on on Christmas Day, and two more winnable games coming up here against the Rockets and the Spurs. Three actually. Then we play the Rockets, and then on January fifth we play the Celtics. So definitely a few games here where we can rack up the wins and continue to move up the ranks in the Western Conference. How are you feeling about? this Mavericks team, and then just immediate reactions to last night's performance, a historical 60, 20, and 10 performance from Luka Doncic? Well, first
1: of all, if you say GIF, you're talking about the peanut butter. If you say GIF, you're talking about the moving image. That's just me. That's how it should be. That's how the laws of the land should be. But, you know, to each their own, I'm feeling excellent about the Mavs right now. After that comeback performance last night, in which not only did your shooters not make the threes at the same time that you usually need to win a game, right? The Mavericks, so far this season, if they make their threes, they're winning the game. If they don't make their threes, they're losing the game. And at times in this game, actually I think throughout most of this game, you had guys making shots at certain times, but there wasn't that cohesive shot making across the entire board that you'd like to see. Luka Doncic is i it's i'm at a loss for words when i watch him play basketball it's it's something special that you'll never i don't think you'll ever see anything like this again and it's fun and it's amazing and it gives you all the warm feelings in your heart and just appreciate it while it's here even if knock on wood, this never happens, even if he leaves somewhere else down the road. Just appreciate it while it's happening in Dallas because you will never see something like this again. That being said, I'm feeling really good about this team right now. Four-game win streak. Yes, four games. I ooh, I almost second-guessed myself. Four-game win streak. We've got, like you said, three winnable games in a row. I th- This team is hitting their mark about the same time as they did last year. I think – People were really dejected on this team, being hot, cold, hot, cold, night to night, you never know what you're going to get. And now we're hitting the stride at the same point, and it's like, shouldn't we have seen this coming? I mean, shouldn't we have all seen this coming? Yeah. I, I, I mean, hate to be, a, it's, you know, that it's we were all roster, reactionary. Right? but
0: It's a different roster. We, it this is. is well, team, it's a team hmm. without Brunson. It's a team without KP, who we did have – at that time last year. And I would just like to say, I mean, the four game winning streak also occurring while we have guys like Dorian Finney Smith, Josh green, I um, was huge who are, you know, as we know to be our, our grit and glue guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I feel like Reggie has really stepped up. I know he hasn't last few games. He hasn't hit a lot of shots, but he's been defending really well. Luca. I got to tip your cap to him on the defensive side of the ball, because what he's doing, being able to stay in front of guys, you know, the last second, um, strips that he's had from guys that are getting into the lane, and his his just pressure that he's applying on the the defensive and offensive glass. Um, you know, obviously the the tip in you know that counts as an offensive rebound. But earlier in that in that run with less than a minute left, he um, had another offensive rebound off of a, a Tim Hardaway three that was missed and got an and one. Um, so he's mm-hmm. really you know. He's playing more aggressive than I've ever seen him. I don't even know if he shot five threes in that game against the Knicks. Um, I thought that was kind of the most miraculous thing about the game that he put together was he has truly understood that where he applies applies the most pressure on a defense is going to the rack and within 10 feet of the hoop. Um, And I think it helps guys like like Christian Wood and, of course, the deeper into the – um, into the, the half-court offense, the deeper into the paint that Luka gets, the more open those shooters are on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys have to step up. We, we only made 13 threes, so we, we shot, you know, 27% from three. I actually thought that um, the Knicks, at least in the first three quarters, shot way above their pay grade um, from 100%. behind the three-point line. Randall was hitting him. Quentin Grimes. I Dude, He's, he's a good player. Laser beam. He's yeah. a good player. I He's a guy that, like, if you could just... Pull different guys from other rosters and drop them onto the Mavs. I, I certainly think he would do a lot of work on on our team. Um, he's a really good catch yes. and shoot guy, and off the dribble, he actually you know looks looks good going to their rack. So I thought he played really well. Um, quickly is just he's not ready for the big moment from a point guard standpoint. And I think you know they were really missing Brunson in that game. Um, but but I don't think like you can you can't look at both those teams and say like oh if Brunson had been in like they would have won or oh if Dorian and Josh green had been in like we would have run away with that game um Mm -hmm. it's a it's a well-coached team at least in the regular season they play tough gritty defense and it was really really great win for the mavs and um yeah man i mean i think the the loyalty thing right on Dirk's statue what what's it say what's the what's the quote loyalty
1: never fades away
0: dirk made the statement that he'd love for luca to play for more than 21 seasons in dallas and of course luca was like you know, his response was, I'd like to be on a farm yeah. in Slovenia at that point. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't think he wants to play basketball for 20 years.
0: No, but he certainly wants to play right now. And yes. you can see that game in, game out. And he has risen to the occasion with guys being out and, and, you know, kid playing him more minutes. And I don't feel like in the in the games where he's played close to 40 minutes or 40 plus that his motor has gone out in the fourth quarter. I have felt that he has stayed aggressive and credit to all the work he did in the offseason to kind of come into this season in shape and ready to play. Um, and I'm also, you know, I've been delighted to see Christian Wood get more minutes and Amen. have success in those minutes. And now I think I think I saw Kevin O'Connor post something about like in the last nine games, Woods averaging over 20 points per game. Over 30 minutes a game, the rebounds have gone up to about nine per game, and he's he's shooting the three ball really, really well. He looks confident doing so, Um, and I think his rim protection has also gotten better. I I do think he looks confident in every aspect of his game, for sure. What do you think about this, though? Uh, I think there are still some glaring, just roster upgrades that we could make, uh, Mm -hmm. and we need to make before the the trade deadline. and for me it's getting another five that can run alongside christian yes. wood because what mitchell robinson in his limited minutes was able to do in the paint against us um you know it's it's, it's still just our huge. Achilles. it's still our achilles heel although that guy can't hit a free throw to save his life i mean that's yeah the, yeah
1: i mean it, it in terms of a five right i I just don't know which move you like. Could you go get Clint Capella from the Hawks? Is he readily available? Are they ready to blow up that team? Because, uh, you know, shout out to our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The Mavericks are the have the best odds to land Trey Young as his next team. Like, it's like are, it's are like the plus three hundred Haw- too? It's like, yeah, it's way too high. It's way too high. I, I don't want to, you know, say obviously because you know they're sponsor and believe. I think that they're maybe just throwing darts at a board right there. I don't think that they exactly have the inside knowledge um, that maybe uh, people think that they do on this situation in particular just because it's just, I think it's just to get a market out there, right? Yeah. To have some interest, to get some some bets in there, if you're interested in doing something like that. Uh, If Clint Capella is available, I think he would be a decent get. I always struggle with fives who can't. Stay on the floor, maybe in the in the clinch of the game, especially when we have a team like ours that's designed around the three point shot. Like we, I said it earlier, we live and die by the three. Uh, it's it's tough for me to envision us getting a five, especially when it comes to playoff basketball. Just for the reasons I just said, I just if, I in feel terms like the, of an upgrade, the, the
0: perfect fit guy is. Mt right like i, I still oh think of course yeah he's he's a he's an anchor on defense he can step out i don't know the if he's available and, though now i know i know but the, i think that team has dropped now to a 500 record they mm-hmm. have you know they've definitely regressed to their mean and and they will continue to kind of live in that kind of play-in competitive team they'll win some games i just there's too many young players on that team to actually take them anywhere in the playoffs right um but whether or not they want to move off of Buddy or Miles is is a real question mark that they're going to have to solve from a GM standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just the perfect fit, though. And he's a guy that grew up, at you know, he played at Eulis Trinity. Like, we also have the connection with Rick. There was no, like, love lost as Rick went on to, to coach for the Pacers. There's still that connective right. tissue with him and Mark. Um, so I think it, it would be in the cards. It's just what would we have to give up and would we be willing to do so. Um, but he's kind of the perfect fit guy i know he's not quite the the rim runner that capella would be um but what he can do from from a pick and pop standpoint you know catching weak side lobs he can do he's just a little less mobile i feel like than than capella yeah. in that sense
1: if you're if you're slating him right in next to wood though do you even really need him to be a rim runner no i mean i don't think so i think i think christian wood is is the perfect complement for Miles Turner, especially if I think that would also, if if we're able to get Miles Turner, and I think I'd prefer him over Buddy Healed, although I do like Buddy Healed. I, I think that he would be a great fit for this team. Obviously, he would get infinitesimally amount of three point oh just open three pointers. Yeah. I, it would be it would be insane. He might hit like 45% on his threes if he came to the Mavericks, which would be just insane. But with Miles Turner, you kind of have the perfect combo of being able to go big or small because you can put Christian Wood at the five and run a small ball lineup. Although with this team, there's not really – I mean, I know we have a small ball lineup, right? But if you're able to get C. Wood at the five and maybe make another addition to I, – and I, I love Kemba. I love what he's brought to this team. But to maybe push Kemba out of the rotation – then you don't really even have a small ball lineup. It's just all wings that are six, five, and up. Right. And then you have Seawood at the five, and that's your small ball lineup. Like, could you imagine what damage this team could do in the playoffs with that combination of going big to small, big to small? Like, it'd be insane.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, I think that no matter what happens with this roster, like, Kemba should be utilized in a way where he's playing once every three games, right? Yes, you don't need to ask too much of him, but when he comes in, like let him do his thing, let him attack. Um, really, like encourage him to get his shots up because he, he still has it. He still has the juice. I I just you know we can't we can't come to rely on him in any sort no. of way. Um, but if we then you know get to the playoffs and um, and he's a guy that can give us two games right where he gives us fifteen points in, in two games in the playoffs, great. Uh, yeah, that's and, huge. And we're struggling for offense. We need some, some support there. What do you think about, you know, whenever one of these historical achievement, achievements happens in the NBA, um, there are as many people praising as there are critiquing the endeavor. Um, a lot of my timeline had people talking about James Harden doing this game in, game out in his MVP season. Um, and then, you know, guys like Drew Hanlon, um, sk- NBA skills coach, said, you know this is something that Joel Embiid has been doing all all year he's got more blocks he's got more rebounds etc you know comparing categories that I think are not necessarily related when you're talking about a 6-7 guy versus a 7-3 guy but 7-2 however tall Joel is um, mm-hmm. I the Harden stuff is interesting to me because I, we're certainly still playing heliocentric basketball yeah. and that's never going to change when we have this current roster construction with Luca but mm-hmm. to me he's coming coming into this season i he's already been a better player correct that's, so that's I, 100% correct and i know we're a maps podcast or i i guess like it's hard to listen to us without thinking that we're biased in that regard but i just i don't i don't see how anyone can see otherwise
1: james harden is a great player James Harden was a great player with the Rockets an even better player with the Rockets. One of the best offensive
0: basketball players of all time.
1: Of all time. Luka Doncic does something that no other player outside of maybe Magic Johnson has. And that's his incredible court vision. As much as James Harden, how he racked up the assists. I mean, Luka can find a dude who's open anywhere in the half court, anywhere. It, It just doesn't matter. Maybe somebody runs in and gets in the passing lane and it's a turnover and whatever. That happens. That happens to everybody. But the way he gets guys open is just, it's second to none. And James Harden, great guy, great player. Luka Doncic is just another, it's like another level of superstardom, in my opinion. It's just, it's insane what we're seeing. Like I said, we'll never see this again in in our lifetimes, I don't think. And for the people who want to compare what he's doing now, to what James did, to what Joel has been doing, that's great. But to use those comparisons to try and knock Luca is just hater mentality. And if you want to have a hater mentality, that's good for you. That's fine. But don't rain on our parade when we're seeing probably the best Maverick ever. Almost uh, up until, uh, you know, it'll take a while for him to like officially get that title. Right. If he stays with the Mavericks. He's
0: still number two. Until he gets a ring on his finger, he's still number two. But
1: the most talented that we've ever seen come into this organization, especially such a a young talent, like to have his skill level at this age, at 23. This dude is younger than me. I'm only 24, but this dude is younger than me, and it's crazy what he can do with a basketball. And to just, just say, oh, but Joel and James Harden are doing this too. I'm sorry, it's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. Joel is obviously doing it in different ways, but yeah, it's just I not mean, the I, same. and
0: I think, like, look, James Harden won the MVP that season. The season where he, for a stretch, was averaging, I mean, for God, a he ran lot of the season he was averaging, like, 37 points per game or something like that. It was like insane. That. It really was. And, you know, the, the comparison with him and Luka, I think where it falls short on James's side in his uh, in his defense or lack thereof is that in the – when the lights are shining brightest in the playoffs, in the biggest moments, um, he has come short. Right. Yes. And, and Luca, Luca last year beat, he, he outscored in the first half, the number one seed in the NBA Phoenix suns team on their home court in a game seven. There is no, you're bigger not going to see that again. There is no bigger stage than that. Um, so I think you know that that to me is where the comparison falls short for for James and for Luca, and then with Joel Embiid, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you want to talk about MVP and talk about most valuable player, when Luka Doncic is off the court, this is not a tank for Wemby team. This is here is Victor Wembanyama. You are the only team that deserves him because of the rest of the the rest of the team and who you know guys that we've come to love. Um, in their own right because of how they contribute to this team and how they, they make our overall team better. But when you take mm-hmm. Luca away from this, statistics and the eye test show that this is absolutely the worst team in basketball.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so I think that, you know, while what Joel is doing and uh you know, he had a forty seven point outing in a loss last night. Um, he also is playing alongside James Harden, who we were just talking yes. about, who I just Labeled as one of the best offensive weapons to ever play, and the game still of basketball. an elite player. Still an elite player. Certainly a guy that you know is is a fringe all star this year. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey, who might end up being an all star. Tobias Harris, who deservedly should have been an all star at one point in time in his NBA career. And I mm-hmm. looked up at his basketball reference page today. He really never has been. Um, but I thought on that on that Clippers team, you would have you would have th- would have expected. With where 100%. they ended up, that he would have been an all-star, um, a guy that would would be the second-best player on the Mavericks, Tobias Harris. Correct. 100%. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then you know a myriad of other role players, guys like uh, who's the guy they got from Memphis this year? He's playing so well for them. Uh, the the it's, it's not shake, is it? No, not not, not, not DeAnthony. Mel- oh, DeAnthony Melton, who has yes, been. Yes, it's they're bringing shake Max off and the DeAnthony Melton. Yeah, it's, it's so it's confusing. Tough names to to juggle, but. Melton has been thrust into the starting lineup and Maxie's coming mm-hmm. off the bench. So yeah. that is a team that is surrounded by other talents. And if you took Joel off that team, I think you would still be able to see some sort of, you know, winning streak in the regular season that we saw with the Memphis Grizzlies last year when they, when John Morant went down for such a long time right. um, and in a, a good head coach, not a guy that normally gets it done in the playoffs, but a guy in the regular season that has a, a good structure and a good system to to rack up the wins so I just don't think that the comparison is is really there right now while I do think that Embiid is a world-class player a top seven talent in the NBA um, it's Luka it's Tatum it's Kevin Durant and it's Giannis who and Jokic who are the the true like top five Mm -hmm. contenders for this MVP award Um, but if Luka gets above a four ranking in the Western Conference I don't see how you can't give it to this guy
1: yeah, I, I don't know either, and I'll and I'll end it here because I know you got to run. People always have been questioning a lot. The people who don't watch the Dallas Mavericks, I should say, question a lot on Luka giving up the ball and how is he good for this team? Is he is he ball, is he too ball dominant? This and that. This team is constructed around a ball dominant Luka Doncic, a ball dominant Luka Doncic that also is the best playmaker on the planet who can get guys open no matter where he's at on the floor and can find guys wherever they're at on the floor. When you have that roster construction, it's all going to be complementary players. C. Wood is the closest thing you have to a second star, right? Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie is an ISO score, but the rest of these guys, and, and Spencer and both those guys are complementary players to Luka Doncic, but the rest of this roster is all complementary players. You could see an evolution with Josh Green once he gets healthy, which he's being reevaluated, I think, on Friday, which is good. We need him back. We need another defensive wing because Reggie can't do it all by himself. But to the people who question Luka Doncic and his style of basketball and what he contributes to this team, he is this team. That's just the only way I know how to say it. He is this team, and like you said, if you take him away, we are the worst team in basketball, and it's not particularly close. He does everything for this team. He's growing as a defender, and not only that, but he is growing on the offensive end, which I didn't even think was possible. I didn't think he would get better, but he's just continually getting better. And it's really, like I said, to start this off, it's special to see, and I'm excited to see how far we can take this win streak and where we end up in the Western Conference standings.
0: And he's going to have to continue to do that to be – heralded at the end of his career as an all-time great guys like yes. LeBron guys like Steph if you look and you pay close attention year in year out they add little things or they focus on doing extra things that they weren't doing the year previous and I think you know my um, the recognition recognition recognizing of the the offensive rebounding and what where he's crashing the glass to get more opportunities easy opportunities because as we know mm-hmm. when he gets within 14 feet um he's tall enough he's big enough where it's it's either going to be two points or it's going to be three points because he's going to go to the free throw line and hit one after yep. that you know we still need to see him get better at at the free throw line and continue to increase that percentage we still need to see him get better from a catch and shoot three standpoint mm-hmm. but i think that where things he's only matter of time. Yeah, where he's added certain things from a defensive standpoint and from, you know, the offensive rebounding standpoint. And I would also I don't know, there's a couple of things and and even just the the rec- just recognizing from an offensive standpoint from him that like he doesn't have to settle for step back threes every single play. He actually applies more pressure as I said earlier, you know, when he's attacking and when he gets deeper into the paint, he gets more open and quality looks for his teammates and his trust in those teammates. I mean, you saw like yes, I think I think I saw some crazy statistic that that said teams that are down 9 points in the last 35 seconds in the last 20 years are a combined zero in like 13,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And from Tim McMahon. Yeah. And of course that that stat now has a, a one a one team in the one, in the win column and it's the the Mavericks from last night. But Spencer Dinwiddie hit a massive 3 at the end of that game. Yes. There was reliance from Luca upon his other teammates to step up. Christian Wood hit a huge three pointer in the last minute of the game. These other guys, Tim had an opportunity to hit the three where Luca got that offensive rebound and then the and one. He is trusting his other teammates. He has to, right? He cannot do it all yeah. by himself. He's doing as much as he can by himself. Um and he got to the line twenty two times. And if he was shooting, you know, 83% instead of the 74% that he's shooting, you know, he'd be even further along in this MVP discussion, and he'd be, I think, solidified at that the top of the list. But there's there's still room for improvement for him, which is crazy to say from from what he's doing. And he's only, like you mentioned, he's only 23, which is just bonkers. Uh, the
1: stat is 0, 13884 in the last... 20 seasons when trailing by at least nine with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. That's insane. If Luca hit 83% of his free throws, we probably have what, like four more wins, right? Yeah. Something like that. And we'd be top four in the West and he would be, I mean, he is the number one right in the, in the MVP discussion. He would be firmly cemented there. And I don't think unless we had an Epic collapse the rest of the way, I don't think there'd be much competition in the way. I mean, obviously there are great players, right? Jokic is doing some incredible things in Denver right now. Like, I mean, he's amazing. incredible. He's, he's he's amazing. Um, yeah. He to me is the second best player on the planet. If I mean, I think it's just him and Luca. In my opinion, well, obviously, you, can't not have you know. I don't know, man. I, I I think Giannis does some great things. He's just obviously. not a, he's not
0: the similar like basketball savant that Jokic and Luca are. So I, I understand they like just where do
1: so from. much more. Yeah, I, it's just to me they do so much more. They it, you have to be able to do more than and he and Giannis is a great player. He's a top five player in this league. I don't want to I don't want to come across as being a Giannis hater because I am not a Giannis hater, but I just think that what Luca and Jokic do is just incredible and otherworldly and Giannis no offense dude but you couldn't do some of this stuff in your dreams and that's and that's just not even that's not even a lie it's just it's the truth which is you know it's just it's just how it is
0: yeah it's interesting I think you know we're at the sixth spot right now we're a game back from the Suns who are at the five spot um the Kings are half a game back from us but it looks to to be as though that the Western Conference the top six to eight teams have really kind of cemented themselves and now things will fall into to place how they should, um, mm-hmm. as far as like how the teams are coached, you know, how, what their talent is and, and how it's uh, being activated on the court. You know, I, the Warriors are the ten seed right now. They're, they're missing Steph for the next like two weeks or so. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd expect them to, to jump up late in the season as they did last year. Um, you know, the jazz have slipped back a little bit. The Blazers as are hanging should. around and the, the Kings are hanging around. I think both those teams are, are solid, um, but I think the Mavs should end up a, a step ahead of them. And then any, any of those other teams, like on any given night, depending on how Luka plays and how the other guys shoot around him, like the Mavs can be better than, um, we do play the Nuggets really, really well. The Pelicans are a really tough matchup for us. Mm-hmm. So I think once we get into the, you know, now, now the NBA season has truly started, right? That's what they say after, after Christmas day, everybody can start paying attention for real. yeah. Um, this Clippers team and the, the Pelicans team, as far as like playoff matchups go, they'd be they'd be the teams I'd le- least want to play. Um, just from what they have from wing depth and general depth on the Pelicans yeah. team, um, and the Clippers obviously like you know Paul George and Kawhi are finally healthy and playing together now. So right, we'll see we'll see what that team can do. Um, but if we make one
1: solid addition at the trade deadline and say just maybe this happens. Maybe Maxi has an incredible recovery and comes back for the playoffs. How are you feeling at that point?
0: I, I feel like the West feels pretty open right now. I think so too. But who knows? I mean, I might feel very differently about this Nuggets team who's 22-11 and 11 right now. But in three months, if I'm seeing that Jamal Murray should have been an all-star, if the conversation is the biggest snub from the all-star game was that Jamal Murray wasn't playing in it, which means that he's playing at a, at a level of basketball similar to how he was in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, This nuggets team is going to be tough because they've also added a lot of depth pieces, the KCP. I mean, he would be, he would be an awesome piece to have on the Mavericks, right? His, His three and D ability, um, you're not even asking MPJ to do that much. Aaron Gordon is oh. the third best player on this team right now, and he's having a career. I really wanted him. A career I really here. wanted him. But you know what? Yeah. I just, I don't think that Luka can, like, Jokic activates Aaron Gordon in a way that no other player in the NBA could. And I think he would be, Luka would be the second best guy to do that with him. But yeah. but because Jokic just kind of lives in and around the paint, um, yeah. things are just really easy for Aaron Gordon. But it'll be fun to see how the West kind of breaks down. And, uh, yeah, man, we got uh, – who we got next? We got the Rockets first, so that, that mm-hmm. should be a W. But, you know, that's a team that we played really close in that game before Christmas. They play hard.
1: Yeah. They play really hard.
0: Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of uh, shared connectivity there with Silas yes. at the helm of things and Christian Wood, you know, his previous team. So um, mm-hmm. got to gotta play hard against them. Can't I, – I, do you think – is Luka going to sit for this game? Mm,
1: I hope not. Yeah, I think I think we need as many as many wins right now as we can get with all these injuries. I think you I think you have to play them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think there'll be you know some games hopefully down the stretch where you're kind of there's not really any jockeying for position. Maybe in the last few games, you just gotta hope so, right? That it's like oh you're you're gonna be hey there's no other way around it. You're gonna be the four seed. Hey, you're gonna be the five seed. Hey, you're gonna be the three seed. Fingers crossed, yeah. um, and that's where I would you know maybe look to rest Luca right as you're getting into the playoffs because I think at that point there's no question on you know getting warm for the playoffs. I think Luca will be ready to go and ready to play. That's just how he is. Um, I I wouldn't rest him, but you never know. Maybe against the Spurs if you if you have to rest him on one of these you know three subpar games as as you know yeah. Uh I I would pick the Spurs over the over the Rockets cuz like I said they play hard and they play for Steven Silas and it, it's just it's a it'll be a much more fun game if Luca plays like if Luca plays both games against
0: completely them. Completely agree. We'll uh yeah. we'll be hopping back on in between the Rockets and the Spurs game to break that one down and then we'll uh we'll check in with everyone after the new year. So uh I think with that a lot of Luca praise in this episode and deservedly so. Uh, you know, Wyatt and I will head out. But all you MFFLs, congrats on a great win last night. And, uh, and keep it up. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.